Yo, what up, y'all? You are now tuned in to another episode of Behind the Baller. I am your host, Ben motherfucking Baller. Not Ben Humble, Ben Baller. Yo, man, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, you know, this is my first Thanksgiving podcast, and not much I'm going to say on this motherfucker has anything to do with Thanksgiving. And uh, before anybody comes in, the whole cancel culture and all the fucking Me Too people and everything, like, you know what fucking Thanksgiving is about and represents this and people lost their land and blah, blah, man. Man, dog, bruh, man, fuck. How about this? this let, me, let, me, let me just say this. Thanksgiving, I, I'm not trying to hurt nobody. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Man, this is just a family time where I get together with my family, my mom, anyone whose family that want, anyone whose friends, any friends, family that want to get together at my home, while we eat some food, um, some of us are eating turkey, some of us are eating vegan turkey, some of us are eating vegan food. I don't know what the fuck it is. Everyone's, we got kimchi and shit going on. My mom's bringing kimbap and all this other stuff. And you know, so we all get together and we just celebrate love, family. Okay. And uh, I, I'm not trying to get too deep or too, too heavy into all that shit, but that's that's what we do. All right. So I hope you guys are enjoying your day. Um, this would be a perfect day to fucking catch up on past episodes. I said this uh, last week, and I'm very thankful again for everyone in fucking Alaska, Hawaii, Canada, Singapore, um, fucking Japan, Korea, Chicago, Australia. I really appreciate everyone who's listening to this show, who, who listens to the podcast in general. Um, we got 33 episodes now, so we got a little bit of a catalog now, you know, as people are catching up. And with that said, um, still need the subscriptions to come up so we can keep keep this going and we can get this video going and everything else. Um, still independent, you know, not signing no deals just yet. Unfortunately, uh, some of you people who've come with some offers, it just ain't really that attractive right now. Um, I don't need the money to, to, it's not that serious for me to jump into video. It's a whole different animal. This, this shows podcast once you start videotaping podcasts it's not necessarily a podcast anymore you know that's what the whole word that's what the term podcast means truly but i'm not gonna um go out there and just do a deal you know just because uh there's a little bit of money so yeah man um i went on my instagram live the other night and i had two thousand viewers on there it's funny and i just started fucking you know i don't really get on live like that especially with the podcast now but um i got on my instagram live and, I, you know, I start asking people, I start, I never done this before. I never, ever had the joint, you know, you ask somebody to join, do going live now with this person. And I hit up with like six or seven, eight people. And people are just out there like, they just, man, they just want to shoot their shot on any kind of thing they want to say. And it's like, bro, bro, I get it, man. But it's like, with me, I don't I want that bullshit. I just, boom, you're done. I was trying to find somebody to tell me a funny ass joke. So if you got some jokes, man, send them to the email. What else is I going to get into? Yo, back to the whole uh, subscriptions and stuff and everything. Tell a friend to tell a friend if they aren't subscribing to the show, they need to. And again, now we are charting. You know, we are consistently charting. Always in the top 200 no matter what. I got some heaters coming. I got a lot of fucking different types of episodes coming up. And it's just so much different shit. But let me just get into what happened yesterday. Yesterday I had a little free time. Me and uh, Jordan Winter, one half of the Dust Brothers, and uh, actually, and we were trying to go see the Irishman in the theaters because you know fucking Rapport already got went inside and he had a review about it, but he didn't say any spoilers or nothing. 
And uh, tell you the truth, rap didn't really hype it up enough to me. Because we finally saw it. We watched it in the Million Dollar Man Cave, and Miles came through too, so we had the whole Dust Brothers crew in here. And we saw the Irishman, and it was fucking phenomenal. The Irishman was fucking everything I needed it to be. It was fucking Goodfellas 2019. It was just fucking so goddamn good. The movie's super long. It's three hours and 30 minutes. Listen, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. It didn't feel long to me at all. It was long, but I'm saying, like, we, we got through it. It was fucking dope. It was the first time that I had a, like, real movie moment or a movie screening in my man cave, and, and, and the sound was right. We ordered fucking Postmates, had Mendocino Farms, had fucking donuts, had fucking drinks, had fucking VVS pens, and it was just, it was fuck. the movie was fucking done amazing. The fucking aesthetic was incredible. The fucking look, I can't imagine how much money they spent on making things look like it was 1963, 60, 1970. Just, it was just so fucking good, man. And it was so fucking Scorsese. You know, Erwin Winkler produced it, of course. But fucking seeing Pesci, De Niro, and fucking Pacino all in the same, just same fucking scene together. And Ray Romano and just, just, man, my boy Danny A's in there made a cameo. It was just, fucking uh i don't want to again i don't want to say too much but um joe pesci was wearing some fresh ass glasses it's like yo this shit's look crazy and the funny thing is the glasses that i wear on a daily basis retro super future classics and they did like the the tinning to make it they just did it dope and man shout out to daniel my boy who's a ceo owner founder of uh, retro super future those are glasses the only glasses you ever see me wear in the prescription and um yeah man joe pesci was just fucking amazing Irishman was fucking so fucking good, man. You definitely gotta go see it. It's on Netflix now. Can't believe a fucking movie that good is on Netflix. And it's just, I hope that is a wave of the future. What are we gonna get into? Uh, listen, man, tomorrow is Black Friday. And uh, I'm gonna make an announcement. I'm gonna make a post. But everything on the website is gonna be on sale. It's gonna be a 10% off sale. And that's a lot of money when it comes to jewelry. I don't think you guys realize how much 10% is. 10% Black Friday sale on ifnco.com. And then 10% obviously in store, working deals, you know what I'm saying? We never do no shit like that. Speaking of Black Friday, obviously, you know, my money counter is dropping. This is the last final time that my money counter will drop. That's it after that. There's no more. That's it. Money counter is dropping Friday. It is $175. Man, I, if I were you, I wouldn't fucking play games. 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is 1 p.m. in New York City. Listen, that is it. All gold money counter, that's it. It's not coming back. I'm telling you this. I don't say shit and it comes back. It is not coming back. All right? Um, this week was a catch-up week on some work. I got a lot of Christmas orders. I got crazy jobs. I appreciate the people who have hit me up for jobs this early. And it's really not that early, to tell you the truth. You hit me around Halloween for Christmas work. It's dope. But I'm talking about just like, this is where I kind of like, I got custom jobs coming in. I got my man Afrojack and other people I can't really talk about. But like, if you ain't got no, like, no relationship with me, it's just, it's going to be a lot of paper. And even the paper, man, it's just, I got crazy jobs. And, and Christmas is just a crazy time for me. And after December 23rd, I'm, I'm done. I don't do any more work after that. Um, Shout out to Kadab. Uh, Kada baby or Kadab C-A-U-D-A-B-E they make the best motherfucking iPhone fucking case period iPhone 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 by the way I finally just said fucking and bought an iPhone 11 because I'm going to Dubai and I want to get some good pictures and good video and stuff and um, I'm going to have my boy Taleb Kweli on my show which is dope he's an old friend of mine I'm going to jump on his podcast too um, 
Shout out to my boy Adam22. We've been trying to get on each other's podcast, but I've been fucking busy as a motherfucker. Shout out to my homie Charlotte Lawrence. Charlotte is a sweetheart. She's just so talented and just um she comes from a very dope ass, talented family. And um she finally picked up her little diamond tooth, her little C, iced out rose gold C for Charlotte. She's such a cutie pie too. Um Charlotte, man, you, you definitely gotta check out her music. It might not be your shit if you're into hip hop and stuff, but she's dope. Um this week I gotta give a huge motherfucking shout out to Van Culture. Man, my boy Paul came down here from the Bay Area, took my car up, put some quillovers. We dropped that bitch another two inches. That motherfucker's almost on the tire. I don't want to go too low because, again, I got to put the kids in here. We got to drive to Legoland and shit like that. But the coilovers made it more sporty. Um, uh, we got a fucking a little small body kit accents being we worked on. He's doing a lot of stuff with Chrysler and things. Man, Paul, man, I really appreciate everything you do, bro. Um, fucking Filipino motherfucker. And uh, sorry, Pate, man. My man came all the way, rushed over to my house and forgot his fucking backpack with his laptop and all his other shit in it. It just fucking sucks. I feel bad. Hopefully by today or tomorrow you had this shit. But um, I'm sorry about that shit anyways. Listen, man. Make sure you check out my van crew, Van Culture, on, on social media. At V-A-N-K-U-L-T-U-R-E. Um, again, man, we're getting ready for Christmas. And already it's going to be a shit show. Like I said, man, I, you know, I, I always do a lot of giving. I don't get a ton of receiving and I don't want people just to waste their money and waste their time. And I understand the gestures and, and you know, it's um it's a nice gesture to do certain things. It's cool. I, I just, and I do appreciate it, but I'd rather you, you know, make me dinner, make me food or something like that. I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't want you to, to get me some socks or something I'm just not going to use. Um, And I have everything I want unless you want to give me an Amazon card. You want to give me an Amazon card? $20. I don't give a fuck what it is. $10. Cool. I'll take an Amazon card all day. Never say no to an Amazon card. Never, ever. But we got to get to this Christmas list. Okay, Ryder, my son, wrote his Christmas list. He's never wrote a Christmas list before. Not ever has he ever done this before. And this fucking list. <laughs> if you didn't see my Instagram stories, ready, ready for this? Dear Santa, he wants Roblox toys. Roblox, is my, both of my kids are obsessed with Roblox. All right. In fact, I just fucking created a Roblox account. I don't even know how to fucking play Roblox. But on Ben Baller 42 on Roblox. No idea how to fucking use the account. Um, they want Minecraft toys. He wants a dog, which can't have one because London's allergic to dogs, even hyperallergenic dogs. He wants Robux, which is money that you use in Roblox to buy things like hats, shit, pants, whatever the fuck it is. He wants Robux, okay? He wants Thanksgiving books because my kids love books. Some fucking dumbass kid the other day. Why are you fucking letting your kid on the phone? Why don't you get him a book? Motherfucker, you don't know shit about my phone. If you, if you said that, you're just fucking stupid for you to say that. Because if you knew, my kid has thousands of books. They read all the time. My fucking son, Lena is obsessed with books. We go to Barnes & Nobles all the time. We buy books from Amazon. We go to book drives. Kid's crazy. The next one is what had me dead. Put me the fuck out. This shit put me on the fucking floor. Ryder wants a baby brother. And when he said that, I asked him, I said, hold on, why do you want a baby brother for? Because I was so fucking blown away that I had to post on my Instagram. And he said, because I want someone to play with Kaya. Because I think he gets like Kaya's getting too much attention from us, whatever. And it's just fucking crazy. That ain't going to happen, Ryder. You're not getting no baby brother. Sorry, man. Next thing he asked for was a ball. And then he asked for a 1,000% bear brick, which I helped him write that because he couldn't write it. But if you have any idea how much fucking, well, he wanted a cause at first. And it's like, the cheapest cause, Bear Brick right now is about five grand, 1,000%. And then he wanted some PJs. 
Yeah, writer. You won't get a few things on the list, and Sai's gonna work some some things out. But yeah, you, uh, you tripping? <laughs> um, I am getting ready for Dubai, so uh, Dubai is gonna be lit. Uh, we'll talk more about that on the um on the weekend wrap up episode. But uh, let's get into who's my guest for today's episode and a special friend of mine, someone I grew up with. Um, I met Tracy uh, in uh, late junior high, and uh, he is an original member of Donda. That's Kanye West's design group. You know, he's an OG member of Donda. That's with Virgil. You know, with fucking Don C, Ivan, Jerry Lorenzo. Uh, I think Chris Julian might have been part of that crew. But, anyways, Tracy Mills is my guest today, and. Um, you know, I wanted to shed some light on OG folks who deserve more publicity. This is a dude who got crazy stories like a motherfucker. We grew up in the same area for a little bit, was, went to the same school for a little bit, um, came up from the same cloth. You know what I'm saying? He, he was cut from the same cloth, and we, like, we came up in the same era with the same age. And I feel like Tracy got so many great stories that they need to be heard. So we're going to get Tracy on the show. He's coming on in just a few minutes or a few moments, I'm sorry. And um, I want you to understand that I don't have somebody on the show because of followers or because of this or whatever. You got to have something special. You've had to work with me. I want you people who, who know me or who don't know me to learn something from someone. It could be one thing, but that one gem is worth it. While you're sitting in traffic, while you're on a plane, while you're doing something and you're fucking mowing your lawn, whatever the fuck it may be, I want you to learn something every time you listen to Behind the Baller. And Tracy Mills is somebody you'll learn from. This dude is just... He's not like the average motherfucker you see from the streets or anything. This dude really made a name for himself, and he's and he's still doing his thing. And I'm just happy to have him on the show. So, yo, man, Miles Jordan, man, can we get some of that Lakey Lake right now? Because we got Tracy coming on the show, so we need some real. He he grew up in that era, that funky, jazzy shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Uh, and when I get back on the show, we'll have my man Tracy Mills. So yeah, man, you are listening to Behind the Baller. Um, I got a real special guest, man. Um, it's rare that I get to have, you know, homies of mine that, that we grew up in the same area, um, got history, and then went in different directions and still ended up in the same circle because my man making moves, been making moves, been doing things. He got a family of people, so it's just like, you know, genetically, he's, he's just been making moves. Um, he a L.A. native, triple O.G., he a fellow alumni of mine, went to Fairfax High. You know what I'm saying? We got my man Tracy Mills, man. Trey, what's good, bro? What's up, family? <laughs> How are you, bro, bro? Yo, know, man, he's a clothing designer, marketing genius, um, OG member of uh, Donda Design, you know what I'm saying? Um, Black-owned, <laughs> yep. I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yo, man, first off, man, can you please tell the people what it was like growing up where we grew up, man? Uh, shit, West L.A., growing up in, in, the, in the 80s? <laughs> I'm talking about like mid city, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the field, bro. You know, like yeah, yeah, the Mansfield area, Playboys, schoolyards, buy yourself hustlers, yeah. all that. That shit was crazy, man. I, I mean, forgot about buy yourself, goddamn. Buy damn. yourself, too. Yeah, <laughs> I had homies from all those states. My boy Cesar from fucking from from buy yourself. It, it was it was tough for me because I left L.A. at the age of one because my mother and father separated, so I knew nothing about L.A. until I was ten when I came back to L.A. And um, when I came back, it was the height of gangbanging. So I didn't know shit about gangbanging. 
I ain't know nothing about colors, none of that. You know what I mean? Only thing I knew about was hats being broke off in Chicago, like where you had this way or that yeah. way. You know what I mean? But when I came to L.A., that shit was crazy. Luckily, I had a brother. I didn't know that because uh, when you was at JB, it was what, 12, 13? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, because remember, it was, even though it was like, we had we had a, a cool amount of Koreans that went to J- John Burroughs, but like, I got, see, I remember I got kicked out of six schools from sixth grade on to, I went to fucking every, I went to Ottawa, I went to Pasture, I went to fucking every school. I went to St. Timothy's in the West Side. <laughs> um, I didn't know you went to Venice, man. It's crazy because I also got kicked out of, Be- um, I was only in Fairfax for a year and a half. I got yeah. kicked out of Beverly. But damn, so you came, so where'd you go when you was 10? I went to Chicago. Till I was 10? Yeah. yeah. And then, I, and then so, so yeah. my mother and father separated. I was born in LA, right? My mother and father separated when I was one years old. And when I was one, my mother's from Chicago. So I left with my mother never knew to that, Chicago. Right? Yeah. And then I came back to LA. I was 10. And then where'd you go to school then? Then I was at Crescent Heights. Oh, you, you went to Crescent Heights? I went to Crescent Heights. Shout out to my man, Phil the Agony, and, and all my Crescent Heights homies over there. Yeah, I went to Crescent Heights. That's like a little bougie school now. You know that, right? Like I know. I'll cry about it <laughs> now. I mean, the whole shit is gingified now. So it's totally yeah. different. Yeah. But First yeah, I of went all, to, mm-hmm. before we even go, man, think about the neighborhood, right? Like when J Lo's ex husband, <laughs> he bought a street right, right right next to Chance, Fat Chance House, um, and houses start going up, like, Fuck, I almost I don't want to say people's names, but like some of the people, I'm like, did you just say eight hundred thousand? And this was like, you know, ten years, fifteen years ago. I'm like, hold on, bro, what? Because you never think south of San Vicente, you know, the value is crazy, right. like the gentrification now. Especially what you see, I don't really, really drive down Pico like that no more. Mm-hmm. But when I see like these cafes on there, I'm like, I know that's just nothing like when I grew up there. Are y'all man. crazy? It's crazy. It's so different. It's so different because when I used to come outside. When I lived on, when I first moved back to L.A., I was living off of Saturn Street, off of La Cienega by, by Pico. Yeah, yeah. And then we moved to uh, Orange Grove off of uh, off Pico. Okay. Right? So yeah, right, right there right where, there. The, where, the, where the, you know, the Vons used to be right there. Yeah. So when I used to come outside, man, it's just certain corners I couldn't hit because depending on who my cousin was worn with, it was just so much going on at that time, man. And, and, and the fact that, like, I was a hooper and my brother was a hooper. That's, like, the thing that saved me growing up was having my brother, Chris Mills, who was just already yeah. a legend. By the time I came back to L.A., he was a legend already. And that, like, saved me how to navigate. Did you ever play into uh, the Pump Brothers camps? Did you ever fuck with Yeah, them? with the Dana? Pump Brothers. I fucked yeah. with Dana and Dana. Yeah, I fucked with the Pump Brothers. I just seen him at the Dodger game, the last Dodger game before we got knocked out the playoffs. It was crazy. Yeah, I fucked with the Pump Brothers. That's a part of my history right there. Yeah, first time I met your brother was Slam and Jam. And um, I'm going to tell you a funny story, man. This is crazy. There was a kid I went to school with at Beverly Hills High. His dad was a big sports agent. Mm-hmm. So I remember you from junior high just running around, whatever. But you was playing ball. And, like, I didn't get into ball like like that until, like, probably like my freshman year in high school. Mm-hmm. His name is Justin Ross. And his dad, uh, his dad was trying to represent your brother. So he had your phone number. So I called your house, and this was like 89, maybe, 88, 89? Mm-hmm. No, 88, because your brother graduated 88. 88, yeah. So it was 88, and I was crank, I crank called your house, and me and you got into an argument about some, it was just, this, that's a crazy, you didn't even remember this. I don't, I don't even remember No, this. you remember this, come on, dog, it's fucking 31 <laughs> years ago. I crank called the crib and was just talking shit. He was like, what? Because I remember you was really, actually, you was really, really popular in junior high because your brother was also popular and he was yeah. swagged out, had the and momos on his car. I was my school and all that in basketball, so yeah. Yeah. And so, um, 
Man, what's the craziest memory you have of Fairfax High? Craziest memory I've had of Fairfax High. Whew. Probably one day. Man, you know it's oh no, here's the craziest thing. I don't want to say his name, man. God <laughs> rest the dead. No, this is this ain't even funny. The most the funny thing, the most memorable thing at Fairfax is the most tragic thing I ever witnessed. So I remember being in homeroom and my homeboy was sitting next to me and he was a gangbanger. And he was sitting next to me. He told me, he said, man, fuck this life, man. I'm about to kill myself. And I was like, what? So I'm sitting there like, man, (laughs) he tripping. And then about 10 minutes later, he asked to go to the bathroom. And he went to the bathroom. The bathroom was like really close to our homeroom. And next thing you know, you hear pow. And I I ran out to class. And I went to the bathroom. And I saw him sliding down the wall because he blew his brains out. Uh, that scarred what me. What year was like, that? 80, I want to say 88. Yeah, no, I was at Beverly. I transferred over after. So, damn, man. Where was he from, though? What, what set was he from? I don't want to say nothing. Oh, you want to say nothing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Imagine seeing that, bro. Yeah. 10th grade. You know, your homeboy blow his brains out. And I caught him sliding down the wall like he had just did it. And he was just sliding down. I just remember, man, like, there were so many different sets at one point. Going to Beverly, I was like, yo, man, this is some old bullshit. And, like, it was funny because when at I left. Beverly? Yeah, I went to Beverly for a little bit. No, but you said different sets. No, I'm talking about at Fairfax. Oh, I thought When you I went so to Be- Beverly, wasn't shit. About to say. It wasn't shit. The only thing that, you know who thought he was the biggest gangbanger in high school was fucking Loon. Loon was at Beverly. So, like, going back. <laughs> um, Chance, his name was Chance, too, right? Wasn't he? What's Loon's real name? Is it Chance? I don't know. Chance. Anyways, going on, man. Cause he fuck with our peoples, you know. Yeah, yeah, so of so so going on. That's family. Thinking about like, there's a lot of West Side designer gangs, like sex jerks, motherfucking, sex jerks, yeah, and all the fucking SR and fucking <laughs> yeah. um, sex jerks. It was wow. just like you remember that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Kod, Kings of Dragon. It was just like a lot of shit. And I think people really got me fucked up because they don't realize that I was out DJing, breakdancing, playing ball, doing things, and there wasn't really Asians doing that. So like when they nah, think of me, he was like the only one I could think yeah. of. And they're like, what the fuck is you talking about? I'm like, bro, listen, I was at Writer's Corner, Graffiti, Fairfax and Olympic, Carl's Jr., mm-hmm. you know, was out there, boom. I was <laughs> young as fuck doing that shit. And I would see all these, like, you know, the graffiti crews, crews kind of turn into gang shit, mm-hmm. you know, and then some of them didn't. And I was like, what the fuck is SR? Sacred, right? What kind of white boy shit? What, y'all, y'all fucking tripping. And, like, and then on top of that, it's crazy because for a long time, I lived in Koreatown. So, you know, passing through parts of Koreatown, Hitman... You know, he grew up on Bronson, just like Koreatown adjacent. And I never looked at Hitman as a blood. You know what I'm saying? He was Fairfax, like, for real. Mm. But it was so many different sets. I'm like, God damn, bro. Any it was day. so many, bro. Yeah. So many. About, you got Black P-Stones. You got motherfucking <laughs> yeah. 20s. You got, you know what I'm saying? We got Crips. We got this. And I'm like, bro, motherfucking Anthony Kiedis went to high school here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kadada went to school. I'm like, mm. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, Fairfax uh, was like a melting pot of just gang bang, but and also had the cool. coldest, but cool, but also had the coldest football players, hoopers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, yeah, Fairfax is that melting pot of. To me, I always tell people that never come to L.A. Like Fairfax is the most freshest, popular, diverse <sighs> school there is in Los Angeles. And I know we have, you know, we got that crazy rivalry with Westchester, but. Westchester always had the fun. They had the fine bitches, but they it was like, did, bro, them man. and Hamilton for me. I and also St. Bernard's had had, but yeah, St. Bernard's did too. Yeah, but you know what's crazy is um, 
like two years ago, three years ago, I had a billboard right across the street from Fairfax High, right? And I got kicked out of school. It's a 12, 13 foot billboard on my cartoon character face. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, this shit's so ironic, right? That you're doing it right there, right? And across the street is there is the old Christian Jada J store. Oh, yeah. Rest mm -hmm. in peace. Mm -hmm. And my question right here is, how the fuck did you connect with Christian Jada Okay. So I met Christian. So here's the story of that. So you know Breon Prescott? No. So Breon is like, I call him my uncle, but he manages like Jamie Foxx and his music stuff. He used to manage Angie Stone. I'm sure you know Breon, bro. He's always with Jamie. Short. Anyway. No, Jamie, yeah, but. So, so Breon one day was, had on these raw denim pants and it had a Von Dutch patch on the back. And I was like, damn, what are those pants? He's like, man, it's this brand called Von Dutch. Don't nobody know about it. He's like, it's right up the street, but don't tell nobody. You know, you know how we are. We don't want nobody to know yeah, the no. new sauce because we got to be the first with it. So I went up there and I just fell in love with this brand. This is like 2001. And I used to go there all the time. And at this time, I used to, you know, when Puff would be in town or Usher or, you know, um, Jay or... This was a good era, bro. Hillary Duff, was beautiful, Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Like, Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff was like my sisters. So I used to kick it with them all the time. So whenever somebody would come in town, they would always ask me, what's the new fresh shit in L.A.? So I started taking everybody to Von Dutch because no celebs was on it. Yeah. And I used to go in there so much with celebrities, the kids knew me. And one day, Christian Otage was, he had just became the head designer. And he was asking the kids, like, man, who is this kid that keeps bringing these celebrities in here? And they was like, oh, that's Tracy, man. He knows everybody. So next time, he told him, next time he comes in, bring him to me. So next time I came in, he was like, yo, the head designer wants to meet you. And I was like, word. And that was like my favorite brand. Bro, let me cut you off. Yeah. I thought you started the motherfucker because the first trucker hat, because I remember, look at man. I was DJing Las Palmas, all the hot clubs, everything. I remember one night with Megan Good. Mm -hmm. We next to Las Palmas at this little small spot called Deluxe. Mm -hmm. And she had a Von Dutch trucker hat. And I was like, hold on, that's my man Tracy shit. Hold on, fuck this. I remember you pulled up on me on Melrose. I don't think I was with your brother, but we was on Melrose. You know, the Johnny Rockets, we always be there. Yeah. And you gave me one. You'd always be on Melrose. We was, we was always on Melrose. We was always on Melrose. And you gave me a hat. So I figured... You were the one that kind of damn near coat. I know that there was, it's an old school brand, but I mean, I think that I thought you was involved way before that. That's crazy. Well, Von Dutch didn't pop off till I got there. That's why. That's I, what it was. Yeah. So that's why when I got there, they said Christian wants to meet you. I met with him. He's like, look, nobody knows this brand. Can you put this on your friends? I'll pay you this amount <laughs> and make my brand like pop. So I was like, fuck yeah. So when I got the job, I just started doing what I was doing anyway. And then what really made it pop off is. I put a white trucker hat on Ashton Kutcher when he was doing Punked. And Punked was just fresh oh, was and the huge, hottest. Bro. It was the Gigantic. hottest shit. Yeah. So he wore the white trucker hat and it was a wrap. And then that's how we started. I just started putting it on Jay-Z. I had Jay-Z wearing it on the uh, Hard Knock Life tour. Damn, Jay I had, had a fall dutch hat? Okay. Yeah, I had, and I remember Dame Dash got mad at Jay because they had Rockaway, yeah, and he was wearing Von Dutch. And he's like, "Man, you wearing these niggas shit?" Yeah. Blah blah blah. But yeah, and it just took off from there. You know, bro. I mean, listen, people, and everybody—not to cut you off, but everybody thought I owned Von Dutch. But I thought that you had a because, bro, knowing you growing up, and it's like you know how some people. I got some homies of mine who, even this dude, you know, my boy who was just on the episode, his name's Cole. Known him for like 20 years. We didn't become cool until three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. Seeing each other out all the time and then you finally connect. It's different because me and your brother were so close. Yeah. And we had businesses together. But like, I thought that that was your shit. Yeah, everybody did. And then I remember I was in Vegas 
And I'll never forget, I was at Caesar's Palace and we were shooting dice at the craps table. And lo and behold, the worm pulls up and Robin's wearing the fucking, and that, that was when a lot of people, I remember there was a picture, one of the, all the famous people inside Von Dutch had the rock in the hat. Mm-hmm. There was a picture of Dennis Rodman wearing it. And um, did you put that on him? No, I didn't put that on Rodman. He probably just saw the swag and was like, yo. Let I don't me. know how Rodman got into it, but he he's, um, I didn't give him that. I'm sure it was like he just saw the drip and probably. was like, yeah, yeah, it was like, boom. I mean, people, I know, listen, I know I got a lot of young fans, got a lot of young listeners. Von Dutch is a fucking huge friend, man. This is like, I remember at the height of like when Tyson Beckford had 150 million billboards across the world, <laughs> he was rocking Von Dutch. And he was about that Let Von Dutch life, like on the bikes and everything. Yeah, yeah. I used to hook T up. That's my bro. He another yeah. LA cat. Yeah. So I need to continue about Christian because, yeah. bro, he's one of the very few, few people that hit a billion dollars in the business. So when he went into Ed Hardy, did you go with him? or like? Yeah, so what happened was um, after a couple of years of us just killing it, brand was at like $300 million after like three years. Von and Dutch or Ed Hardy? Von Dutch. Okay. And then um, Christian, in 2004, Christian wanted to be an owner. He wanted partnership in Von Dutch. The guy who owned it at the time, his name is Tony Swartz, and he didn't want to give Christian a piece of the company. So, and at the same time, I was also asking for more money because I'm like, the reason this shit is hot, <laughs> right? I'm like, nigga, I'm making you, I made you motherfuckers too scorching hot. And he didn't want to pay me more. So Christian left, and then I left with Christian because Christian brought me in. I was just loyal to Christian. That was like my brother, my my you know my big brother, my father figure. He was everything to me. So Christian left, and I left with him. So hold on, listen. So Christian was just a designer. He, he was just a head designer. He didn't own nothing of Vondage. I don't know where Crystal is anymore. You know, I haven't seen her in forever. Mm-hmm. His daughter. Yeah. But I remember talking to his daughter just because she when everything blew up, like mm-hmm. she'd be out with like the young rich kids and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I had a conversation with her, and she told me that her dad, they live in a one-bedroom apartment and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You've been in this mansion? She's like, no, no. Like, I always thought he was balling from, like, from the jump. Nah, he was just a head designer. But, you know, perception is everything. No, he, for and sure. He, and he knew that. For sure. So Christian came here with a set plan, and he stuck to the script. So anyway, dude didn't, Tony didn't give him what he wanted, so Christian left. And then I left with him because he wasn't going to pay me more. And I knew my value. Right. So six months later, Christian calls me. He said, ah, Vif, I need you to come see me. I have a new brand called Ed Hardy. You got to come. We do the same thing. Boom. So, <laughs> so I go meet with Christian. He had just got the corner store. And we had a back office. So he took me to the back and he introduced me to everybody. And he was in, I remember this one kid, his name is cute. I used to be, he, he was the manager of the store and he was like telling me a story. He was like, man, I've never seen Christian bow down to anybody. Like he did you. Like I remember Bro, you he came so, and he carried your bag and, and people was like, who would I, I'm going to keep 100. He wasn't even nice to me ever. Even during like when I started really? blowing up, he just wasn't a cool dude. Like he was, he was a cocky guy, whatever. And, um, Christian I was really was close cool. with his like right hand man, like a muscle dude. His dude Regis, rest in peace. Yeah, man. Regis, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Regis, dog, that motherfucker, crazy as hell. But going on, I seen how he acts. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get it. Like I seen him be like, "What? Man, fuck out!" That's why like people who are like important people in fashion mm-hmm. had like before he started his fashion show in Vegas. Like he'd be like, "What, man? Get the fuck out of here!" I know with you. It was like instant love. Like no matter what, he'd stop what he's doing to. Yeah, because I'm. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything but i Fuck know my work no i am being real i'm just saying like i know what i brought to the table and what i and he knew that's why he gave me the respect 
And then when he brought me in, he was like, look, Veef, let's do the same thing. But he structured my deal in a way where he knew I was going to eat, though. Like, he was like, I can't so pay. So he took care of you? He t- uh, in a most masterful way. Yeah. <laughs> like, he would, it got to the point where he was like, I can only pay you this much, but I can pay you this much for every celebrity you bring to me. Oh, nice. And he was, I don't want to put that out there. because I don't, nah, don't even trip. It, it, but, just... but it was retarded numbers. And he wanted everybody. So if, if <laughs> let's say, well, I remember one time he wanted Pharrell to come, right? I'm going to give you this Pharrell story. So Pharrell hated Christian. Couldn't stand him. And I remember Pharrell was telling me, because he was like, man, he stole the trucker I did. I was like, look, I was like, P, like, that's Von Dush is a bike brand. Like, that's trucker hats is what they oh, wear. Shit. Right? But, you know, Pharrell was so hot with the trucker hat. That was his aesthetic. It was. So, anyway, fast forward, I remember Christian, he was like, Vee, if I want to meet Pharrell. And I was like, oh, my God, Pharrell don't like him. So, I hit Pharrell up, and I was like, P, Man, Christian really wants, I don't want to meet with him. Nah, nah. I was like, Pete, please, bro. I said, trust me, man, he loves you. Da-da-da. So Pharrell was like, all right, cool, I'm going to meet with him. He said, but look, because Christian back then, Christian was so ahead of the game, we used to have a dude follow us with a camera back in 2001 at, at Von Dutch all the way through Ed Hardy before anybody thought to have a cameraman filming them, right? And this dude now is known as Mr. Brainwash, but his name was Terry. So Terry used to be our f- camera guy. Shut the dog. So Mr. Brainwash used to be our I camera guy. I remember the Italian restaurant on Melrose. That was fucking Brainwash, that's, bro. That's Terry, yeah. When you would roll down, you guys would walk down. The, we, we'd always walk the block. Walk the you block, know yeah. He would have Terry that filming. That was fucking... Yeah. Do you guys Who's understand who the Mr. fuck... Brainwash. Do you know who the fuck Brainwash is? Do you, guys, do you know who Banksy is? <laughs> you ever heard of the movie called Exit Throughout the Exit Through the Gift Shop? Like, you guys haven't yet... That was fucking him? That was That was Terry. Do you still know, like, did you yeah, contact? Yeah, that's my dude. I still oh, talk to him. God. Jesus <laughs> that's my Christ, guy. man. Does he still have his gallery on La Brea between, like? Nah, he moved it from there. He, but I know you're talking about, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, so. So um, so anyway, so Pharrell was agreed to come, right? And this is one of the things I love about Christian, but Christian is so smart and calculated, too, right? So Pharrell was like, look, tell this dude. If I, if I come, there can't be no, I don't want no cameras in my face. So I tell Christian, look, Pharrell's going to come. <laughs> No fucking cameras, Christian. Okay, okay, leave. No camera, no camera. So what Christian did is Christian, because Pharrell used to carry around a big Birkin bag, right? Yeah. The big joint. The big duffel, hack. The yeah. Bear. So what Christian did is went out and bought him a vintage one worth 20000 and gifted it. So he had it. So when Pete came, he was like, you know, so, so all right. So Pete hits me. He's like, I'm here. So I said, Veef, Pharrell's here. No camera. <sighs> so I'll go out. I get, I, I greet Pharrell and I walk him in and here comes Christian with Terry with a fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> so Pharrell looks and turns around and walks away. He's like, see, I told you. And I was like, Chris, the fuck? He's like, ah, Vive, I didn't know. I said, come on, Christian. So anyway, Pharrell comes in, Christian gives him the duffel bag, the, the, the bag, the Burke yeah. bag. And then they comp- they cultivated a relationship from there. But that's the thing I liked about Christian, right? Is that Christian knew how to take care of people. That to me is one of the golden things about I him. I mean, bro, nobody was giving. Well, first of all, nobody's the, giving the, away the, shit the, like the, that. The, the big Birkin, when you see the gigantic one, is called a Hack Fifty. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Oh my God, bro! Twenty like, racks, bro, just but, to give no, away. It's like forty or fifty. I'm just saying, just to give it out. Like it, back then in that era, it's like because it's it's not really heard of now. You know, people stunt. People fake stunt now. If you really had it, then you had it. Yeah, he had it. And by the way, you guys, just so you know. Okay, remember, Supreme is an enormous brand, right? They hit a billion, you know, whatever. And remember what today's 
day and ages, the magnitude of money now doesn't even, it's not even real anymore how big it is. Ed Hardy hit a billion back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Madonna, fucking oh, Korean listen. celebrity. I can't even explain to I'm you. I'm glad you said of, Madonna because the reason Christian got his stuff on Madonna is because of the relationship with Pharrell. So Christian and Pharrell hit it off. And one day Pharrell hit, hit me and he was like, yo, I'm in the studio with Madonna. Because Christian had told Pharrell how much he loved Madonna. And Pharrell hit me and was like, yo, I'm in the studio with Madonna. Bring Christian. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, bro. And Christian lost his mind. We got to be in the studio with Madonna while Pharrell was working with her. And then that's how Christian and Madonna became cool. Speaking of Fairfax and Beverly High, mm-hmm. my boy Guy Siri, he went to both schools with me. Guy ended up being her manager. Been, now, yeah. you know, obviously runs that. Maverick. He owns a label there. Shout out to Guy, man. Guy's obviously crushing it. But yeah, man, it's, you know, um, I just saw Pharrell Complex Con. Yeah, I didn't get to see him. I was looking for him. We've always been cool. I think at this point, you kind of know, like, unless I currently fuck with you on a high level, doesn't matter how big you are, I, I say hi, keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. You know, I might see Diddy give me a hug and like, it's cool. But like, me and P have always been, you know, like, how do I explain this, man, without saying, I mean, I've known him for so long, right? Like, when he was wearing the small dirt bike jackets and shit, you know, and everything, and he was N-E-R-D, you know, he was a producer, mm-hmm. it wasn't really like, and um, I think there was like some like, not competition or anything, because, you know, dudes surpassed me on a different level, but like, like the fuck, he always have a fly bitch with him, he'd, he always knock, he always take a bitch down, but I was <laughs> fucking with, I was fucking with the same girls he was fucking with, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was like a weird thing, he would get, but even through like fashion with Jonas and just him and Nigo around and me and Jonas around, it was like this weird thing with chains and stuff. Mm-hmm. He came up to me two, three weeks ago at Complex Con and he came to me and said, Ben, man, he had a huge entourage. It's 300 fucking people following him. Hundreds of people following me. And cameras all on us. And he goes, hey, man, I want to say, man, I've been watching you, bro. You've been fucking killing. I, congratulations, Ben. This Murakami thing is crazy. You know, man, you really killing it. And I was like, bro, I can't believe you've been saying this in front of these people. Like, that means everything to me. Because you're your compliment to me and I know he ain't gonna dog he he told Cuddy he gave Cuddy you know what I'm saying my, my number he forwarded Cuddy to me he told Uzi like it just that means everything because of what I look at him right. even more than I look at Ye or look at Rocky you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like boom and you've always been with people since well fuck I wanna still continue on with, with Christian hold on so Tracy Mills you guys is the person that introduced me legitimately no joke introduced me to Nas I made Nas's iconic end chain to this day he's had two chains that were iconic the QB Queens bridge piece that had been remixed three times and the end I don't give a fuck if he get mad at me to snap me and Nas is so cool now it don't matter he told me what happened I think it's some bullshit even though me and Kel is cool Khalees took the fucking chain in the divorce. Why the fuck you want <laughs> that chain she, for? What is she doing with the chain? Shut up, Khalees took I the chain. I put that on everything, dog. He Why told me she wants the chain Because I'm in business, because Nas owns part of Mass Appeal now. They, I'm producing a movie with them. Like, okay. I'm in business with them. So, like, I was like, bro, what? And he looked at me. He's like, and I was like, fuck, man, why? And, you know, and, and I already know, like, there's whatever nightmares going on. But Tracy introduced me to Nas. We went to the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, mm-hmm. literally pulled up into the room. Close the deal. At that same time, there was a t-shirt company and another brand that was the higher-end version of Ed Hardy. And these t-shirts retail in 2007. These t-shirts were retailing for $400. Like, you got to remember now, Ricardo TC Givenchy shirts were retailing around that. When it, 
you know, this is a different era, and these shirts were going for this much. <laughs> you must be talking about the Christian Autogé brand. Christian Autogé brand. When you gave Nas a shirt, I was like, okay, whatever, put it on my MySpace page. A bunch of people are like, bro, you got a plug on that? I was like, plug on what? Fuck that shirt with all them little, you know, rhinestones, shit. Yeah, foil and flocking. Then, <laughs> I remember you gave me one, and when I found out how much they were, first of all, people don't realize they were made on amazing wash. Yeah. What amazing wash. It was heavy. Mm -hmm. Shit felt crazy. And it, and it, I don't know, like you felt like a celebrity wearing it, right? Like, yeah, it was a luxe shirt for yeah, sure. But it was, it was a lot going on. Anyways, yeah, I'm sorry to, to jump back and forth. You already know with this podcast how we do. But Tracy introduced me to Nas. He was like that tight to bring me into the motherfucking hotel room. And my memory is insane. Y'all already know that. It is. <laughs> the, the day that Tracy introduced me to Nas, it was the premiere for Blood Diamond. He was getting fitted for that. And Tracy put him in the shirt. This motherfucker didn't even ask two questions. He had a do-rag on, puts the Christian Alize shirt. We take the picture. It's my default profile picture on MySpace for months and months. And um, Trey was just, just dope like that. And uh, um, right after that, we did something that nobody in the fucking earth would ever think of in a million years. Even today, you fucking goofy-ass motherfuckers that think you got drip. <laughs> he grabbed a penguin watch, a plastic oh, yeah. stainless steel wow, penguin watch from the penguin store. If any of y'all motherfucking play golf or got some real fresh style and know about Fred Perry and Sergio Tacchini and all the cool, he grabbed a penguin watch, like a Casio-type Seiko watch, brought it to me, and we put $15,000 in canary diamonds in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. And this motherfucker, people would be like, do you have any idea how difficult? Because it wasn't like it was a stainless steel, like <laughs> right. AP stainless steel, or like a Rolex stainless steel. This was like, and don't ask, I have no idea what compelled him to do this. <laughs> I don't either. But we did it, and it was just legendary. And I had to fucking dip it 20 times with gold rhodium. It was just nuts. <laughs> but but did you and Christian always remain brand cool or did, was there ever falling out? Never falling out. Listen, he saved my life. Uh, Christian Odege was my guardian angel in so many ways, brother. Listen, at that time in my life when I met him, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was lost. I was I was lost. That dude saved my life and don't even know it. I, I never fell out with Christian. When he passed, um, how long ago did he pass? Shit, it's been about Six years, six years now. I did you go say. to the funeral? Or did you? Yeah, I went. Well, it wasn't like a funeral. It was like they had something at his house, a memorial. Like, yeah, memorial thing at his crib. I went to that, and I saw him right before he went in the hospital. He wouldn't let me see him when he was in the hospital. He didn't want what, me to see him like did, that. Did you know he was sick? Yeah, I, I went to his house when he was telling me. So I went to his house. He was like really skinny, and he told me that you know if he doesn't get a uh, if he doesn't get a donor that matches him, he's gonna die within six months. And then the cold part about it is he found somebody. He found two people, right? He offered them a million dollars, and they all said no because they asked him, is it 100% that I'll survive this? If it was, they would have did it. But it wasn't 100%. The fact that it wasn't 100% scared them. It was like 90-some percent, yeah. but they were still scared, so they all said no. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's to, yeah, death I mean, is scary. You know, you don't, you don't start thinking about it until you really— Well, especially with a stranger, it's like, yeah. you know, I cannot— I, I could be dead. Like, 1% is a no. <laughs> so, man, rest in peace, Christian Adjaye. That's, that's definitely a very iconic. Um, nobody, Legendary. Let nobody, me tell you, hold on. I got to give an exclusive on 
on Ben Baller's show because this is my brother and we go too <laughs> far back. Let me tell you a Christian Odege Kanye West story. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is a funny story. So 2009, Kanye comes to me and he's like, at this time, me and Kanye have been friends maybe about three years. So we got really tight at this time. And Kanye just... Kanye used to always say I was the best dressed dude he knew. Like dress, he always say you the best dressed and down. And pause that. Listen real quick. There was a point in time where I felt uncomfortable walking next to Tracy. He Ben's, would pull up, Ben's dressed lying. so good He's that lying. we was on. Listen, I was with Mister Cartoon, and this is at the point where Cartoon is considered God, right? Yeah, he did. He's my charging tattoo. five thousand dollars a tattoo for a small mm -hmm. tattoo. It's tattoo Beyonce. It's tattoo David Beckham, and. Tracy pulls up on us wearing like a cream, like these, just the way he dressed, the, the, he had he had the ankle pants so you could see a little bit of the ankle, the crop. It was so clean. And then when he walked away, I was like, dog, I think that motherfucker was wearing East Saint Laurent and I don't know anybody who even owns some East Saint Laurent. <laughs> and Mr. Cartoon said, bro, what the fuck is, is he, like, why is he dressed like that? Is, 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 does he own a business in fucking Paris? Like, it was crazy. <laughs> So go on with it, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, Mr. Cartoon funny. to me said you had to be the craziest dressed dude. Yeah. Like you, you were super fly. Cartoon's my dude too. He tatted my neck too. Um, so, um, so yeah. So Kanye came to me and he had uh, the pastel brand, right? Yeah. Um, and he wanted to do, he wanted to do it with Christian. So he's like, look, man, I love Christian's infrastructure. He's like, I don't want people to know Christian's designing helping me do it though because. He didn't fuck with Christian's clothing, but yeah. he loved Christian as a person and he loved his infrastructure because Christian was business taken was out. Yeah, yeah, business was insane. So I set up the meeting with me, Kanye, Christian, and Kanye's lawyer. We sit down for like an hour or something, hash out everything, boom, lawyers, Christian's lawyer was there too. And we hash everything out and boom, the deal was done, right? All we had to do was just, you know, finalize and then sign it. So Christian was going to do Kanye's brand. Um, before we went to Paris. So he was going to do pastel. And all Christian had to do was just be quiet. The whole, <laughs> the whole deal was don't tell anybody that we're doing this. Just make money. So I'm like sitting here like, ooh, because I'm, I'm getting a piece of this for brokering the deal, right? So I'm like, ooh, I'm in. Like I, I hit my lottery ticket. Man, a week later, Kanye calls me and says, bro, the deal is off. I was like, what you mean? He's like, man, fucking Christian was in Paris, and he tells the dude that I happen to know, hey, I'm doing a deal with Kanye. And, and I said, this motherfucker Christian couldn't keep his motherfucking mouth closed. For the ink didn't dry. And he said something and blew that deal. The world never, the Christian Odege and Kanye was going to do pastel together. So to add to that, um, <laughs> my best friend of my adult life, Jonas Bavakwa, rest in peace. Love Jonas. Jonas was in the middle of a of a deal trying to distribute um, pastel, mm -hmm. and um, it was between him and Nigo, and uh, this is after the Christian Odege deal had, had fell apart, mm -hmm. and um, and then uh, he decided to hire this dude Matt George to run pastel and figure out they're going to do their funding whatever, so it didn't happen with with, with Jonas LRG and didn't help him with thing. Um, what I'm why, why I'm mentioning this story is because we me and Tracy grew up in L.A. You already know I call myself the Forest Company Hip Hop because I've always been around so many different things. Um, when I came back out of college, I came to L.A. and I was DJing. And um, there was this club called Flirt with this dude Fred Johnson and Chris Brazil. And we were doing this club and I would co-promote and DJ. 
and I met a lot of the LA Rams, and one of them was this dude named Roman Pfeiffer who played ball, and uh, he started dating this chick that was friends with a girl I was messing with, and their crew was all bad, bad girl, all bad bitches. They were all bad, and one of the girls' name was Alexis, and um, she ended up having a baby with Roman. She was 18 years old, you know what I mean? She got wifed up, boom, had a kid, and um, I've always been cool with her. Fast forward to like 2002, 2003, 2002, I'm at Undefeated, and the store just opened up, you know, Union, Stussy right there, and um, I'd seen Kanye out, you know, he, he would fuck with DJ AM, you know, obviously I'm OG Rockefeller member, so me and Dane were real close, and Alexis is with um, with Kanye West, and she's like, hey, this is Kanye, so I'm officially meeting him on a different level, so I give him my phone number, and don't even think whatever twice about it, and, uh, you know, yeah, he was fucking with sneakers. He was, like, really green at this time. Like, he was still waiting outside a club to get in, boom. And um, one day he calls me, and I pick up the phone. He's like, hello, this is Kanye West. Who is this? And I was like, this is Ben Baller, man. He goes, where did I meet you? I'm like, oh, I'm Alexis's homie. Um, you know, uh, I met you in front of Undefeated. Boom, he goes, oh, yeah, so what's up? We ended up having a 45-minute conversation about sneakers, and Don C was going on my website, whatever. And it's just so crazy how far back that goes. Now, how did you connect with Ye? Uh, um, I connected with Ye through Don C and Manop. So Don C and Manop was my bros. So I used to kick it with Manop first. Right? Shout out to John Monopoly, John man. John Monopoly, my brother. I'm going to have him on the show 100%. We've been talking about it. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, it's all good. So, yeah. so I, And then Manop introduced me to Don C, and then me and Don C clicked. And Don C, would every time he'd come to L.A., we would just connect. Donce was just a real cool, he's just, just a cool motherfucker that I just love to be around. <laughs> Nicest guy in the world. So, yeah, so me and Don used to kick it all the time, and then eventually, you know, Ye would be around, and me and Ye instantly, the funny thing about me and Ye is, like, we instantly clicked, like, instantly. It was just an instant connection, and we just vibed out, and it was just bros from there. We was, when I knew that, because, come on, dog, I, I see you rock with games, he rock with Diddy, with you. Mm -hmm. when I knew y'all was, Different level of cool. This is when I knew it was a different level of cool. Me and Kim got into a really big fight on social media. Oh, yeah. I said something really stupid about I her. I remember that. And then she sent me a text so long that I couldn't even scroll. It was like, okay, I forgot it for forever. So I was banned from everything from Kardashian <laughs> shit. I remember that. And so what <laughs> happened was I didn't go to any of the L.A. shows during the Watch the Throne tour because I didn't want to see her. Mm-hmm. So I decided, hey, I'll go to the Honda Center because it's in Anaheim. So let me drive out here, boom. So I go out to the show, end up fucking running into her. Don's like, hey, man, it's Hennessy inside a little chest there. I grab this chest on the risers. I look up right here, and I see these toes and some heels. I'm like, God damn, that's probably the most beautiful pedicure I've ever seen in my entire life. And I look up, and it's a girl looking at me like this. Mm -hmm. And so I turn my head, and I put the Hennessy bottle in my hand. I'm thinking like, wait a second, Don, like, Bro, fuck this. She's tripping, you know what I'm saying? I want to drink some Hennessy. And I look back up her and she's like this. And I'm like, fucking, this is just some bullshit. So I see Kendrick and all them over there and I decide to not sit in the risers and I'm like in the little walking area. Ye stops the show. And um, he says, let me shout out to my Donda crew. Let me shout out uh, Don C, Virgil. This is before Off-White, before, this is probably right before Pyrex. And he said, uh, I've been, he said, Virgil. So um he's like, he's like, Don C. He's like, my crew, yeah, man. Um, Jerry Lorenzo. He's like, oh no, no, my motherfucker, Tracy Mills. And when he said that, it was so crazy because there's no music playing. 
And he said that. And I was like, the fuck? A couple weeks later, I'm watching TMZ. Tracy is very heavily involved in his nephew's basketball shit and like always been around. In fact, shout, shout out to my man Tone. I, don't, I haven't seen talk Tone in a minute. Wow. And um, I watched this footage of Kanye at this basketball game and Brent was somewhere. I was like, why the fuck is he there? And I seen him with Shu and I'm thinking, bro, he's there because of Tracy's nephew. And I'm thinking, yo, do you know how, like, fuck. Look, Iconic if, 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 yeah. to be in high school to have Kanye West no, at your high school basketball. Fuck all that. If y'all was at a restaurant, okay, mm. it makes sense. Y'all yeah. at a club, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. He took his time out to run with you to your nephew game. Bro, that's fucking nuts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and, and he's enormously famous. Enormous. He went He went to hang out with you about it. That's, that's I'm going to tell you how cold he was on that one. Because he knew he met my nephew and he knew how good my nephew was, right, in basketball. Kanye was on his way to the airport and he didn't want to disappoint me. Because he, he was oh, supposed shit. to come to a game before and he didn't make it. And he left, he kind of left me hanging. So this time, he's like, I'm coming to this game, boom. And then he forgot he had a flight. So he was on his way and he's like, Look, bro, I'm going to have to be late to this flight. I'm going to come for the first half for sure. And he actually, like, got, he was late on his flight because he didn't want to disappoint me. And he popped up for the whole first half That's to watch. Fuck. Me. Yeah. And um, another thing Tracy did, man, because we're just jumping stuff. Um, Me and Don, have been cool and always been cool. And, and and Don is probably one of the very few people in the world. Tracy's actually one of them too. Me and Tracy have gone to at least three fist fights. Um, he's threatened to kill me. He's uh, we, We've gone to the worst <laughs> fights possible. And that only happens from the level of love, like beyond love, right? Am I, am I right though? Am I being real, right? You being like, real to a certain degree. We yeah. ain't had no fist fights. <laughs> Motherfucker. Out of here. You, you grabbed me by the shoulder. I definitely, I, put, I definitely grabbed you. I and definitely I, and I said, to kill listen, you. bro, you told my, my brother wanted to kill you. That's that's let's let you get that's that another story. story yeah. <laughs> so, but the crazy part was he introduced me to Kristen and um, mm -hmm. Kristen, uh, aka Kadia, and um, this is like pre-Dom, but then she's with Dom and not really done. It was so off and on. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I always thought Kristen was so fucking cool, and it was so funny because um, and so Chicago and so so fly. Chicago super fly, yo, yep. style out of so crazy, crazy. And Tracy just always was around cool people, but. Speaking of fly, speaking of fashion, tell me about your brand, dog. Tell me about Visit on Earth. Tell me about, like, just tell me all about it. Visitor on Earth. Um, so, I mean, you're skipping so much. So, 2010, I leave Von Dutch, Ed Hardy, sorry, because Kanye asked me to come to Paris with him to start his brand, Kanye West at the time is what it was called. And um, so I did that with Kanye from 2010 to, like, 2016, 15. And then I started to consult for him after that. But then I started my own brand. Wait a second, 15? Yeezys were out then? Mm-mm. When did the Adidas Yeezy deal happen? Just 2019. No, dog. The the first Yeezys? That happened to be, that was, that was 15, 16. It had to be 16. Okay, it was 16. Then. Yeah. The first Yeezy. Okay, we're yeah, going. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry. So uh, when I left Ye, he had already had Yeezy by then, but I'm saying when we first started, it was Kanye West. So the first season, first two seasons was Kanye West and Paris. Then it switched over to Yeezy. But anyway, so when I left, I started my own brand. And that was called, first it was called Venus and Mars, right? So it was a unisex brand. And I did that for a year, but I, had, I lost the rights to the name because somebody had Venus Swimwear. So, so how's that even but Venus and Mars is a different name. Exactly. But the whole thing was that they had the Venus in it anyway. So my lawyer told me it's best that I just let it go. Cause if I keep selling the brand and I lose the rights to the name, I would have to fork over any money. 
after that, right, that I made after that. So I changed it over to Visitor on Earth. Now, Visitor on Earth for me is I grew up on sci-fi stuff. And as a kid, you know, I went through a lot of child abuse and just (laughs) verbal abuse and foster home and this and that. So sci-fi was always something that kept me, like, you know, out of reality. So it was just something better than me. So Visitor on Earth is a brand that I created because I believe that everybody on this planet is a visitor on Earth because you're going to die one day. So I created Visitor on Earth, and that was a brand that is kind of how a lot of people may know me currently because I put it on all the celebs, same thing. You know, Visitor on Earth is my high-end brand. That's in Barney's and a lot of the top boutiques in Europe and Asia. And then I have another brand called Not of This Earth with PacSun, which is my affordable brand. I thought Visit on Earth was the same because, cause, um, where the fuck was I, man? It wasn't San Francisco. I was on the East Coast somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I saw the essentials. I saw the foggy essentials and I yeah. saw the Visit on Earth and I was like. Yeah, Not of This Earth. My bad. Sorry. Not yeah. of This Earth. Yeah. And I took a picture. I don't know why I never sent it, but I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> it was just funny. It was dope. But, yeah. So, like, where, where can people get it now? Like, So, which one? In America. Uh, Visit on Earth. Visit on Earth. Barney's. I mean, if there is a Barney's. Yeah, Barney's is Barney's gone now. Barney's is gone now. But uh, in America, I mean, shit. I don't know all the boutiques, but it's a lot of the boutiques. H. Lorenzo out here. Um, Just so you guys know, H. Lorenzo is like a place where Michael Jackson and James Brown shopped. It's, yeah. It's, you think Maxfield's expensive? <laughs> Tupac. You, you could go into fucking H. Lorenzo and drop $100,000. Yeah, Tupac. You should shop at H. Lorenzo. Um, yeah, he did too. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, traffic at the Beverly Center. Oh, shout out to traffic! By the way, you guys, uh, traffic is directly across from my my jewelry store. I yeah, exactly. And they got fucking all kinds of. They, listen, traffic don't carry no bullshit. They, nah. They got motherfucking dark shadow in there. Brick Owens. They got fucking off white. They off got white. Yeah. My man Francesco Palm Angels. They. Yeah, like I said, go in there and get some clothes, and then come right into my store and get some jewelry. <laughs> yeah. Where? Uh, what do you think about the state of fashion today? I love it. I love it in the sense that there's a lot of cats who have their own platform, you know, because the social media allows you to be your own boss. So I think I, this generation is very much merch driven, which I like because, again, it's independence. You know, you ain't got to deal with corporate America so much. They ain't, they ain't fucking you over, stealing your sauce, paying you nothing for it, not understanding the culture. So I love it. How does it feel? Because me and you are both the same age, right? Like, mm. how does it feel to be in your mid forties and move around today in the fashion world? Like, you you feel like, do you feel like you out of place? Do you feel like you still directing the culture? Like, how do you like? I'm sorry, I'm asking you. No, 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 no. I don't feel out of place. I feel like I'm definitely. I feel like an OG. You know what I mean? Mm. I have a lot of kids that come up to me because they know either what I've done from Von Dutch to Ed Hardy based on interviews, or they know me through Kanye working with Ye. But for me, I just love that I have a voice and I can help guide the next generation so they can be better than me, you know, more informed than I was back then at that age. Did you guys hear that? What did I always say? I said, I want everybody to be like me. When people say, I want to be just like you, I say, no, be better than be me. Be better, yeah. And that's some dope shit because Trey just said that on his own. Speaking to kids, man, it's a personal question. Now, you don't got no kids yet? No kids. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very calculated. No baby mama. <laughs> like, for real. I, I was going to say some racist shit right now, but I'm gonna, I'm just going to fuck with him, man. So, <laughs> so um, questions, man. Mm-hmm. I always ask like fly people, everything else, and like I already know my shit, right? Mm-hmm. Where's your favorite place to eat in Los Angeles? My favorite place to eat in LA. Wow. I eat so many places. Right. But uh, like, you know, like name a couple spots that you just like. Uh, that's just like. When I, well, I'm, I'm a person that like, I don't eat meat 
other than fish. I don't eat chicken, beef, pork, but we jamming because I grew up on that. Yeah. Look at that, dog. That's a yeah. crazy shit, right? I had that shit on my notes. Yeah, we jamming for sure. Fucking I grew up insane, on that. Bro. That's on Pico. Yeah. Um, I love, I love... Um, right in the hood. Right in the hood. Right up, just right on the end of the block, on yeah. the opposite end of the block where they shot Menace in that liquor store scene. Yeah. What else do I love? I love um, La Petite Four on Sunset Plaza. You know what's so crazy? So I just took my boy there last week, right? And I still frequent once a month. Mm-hmm. Me and your brother ate there so fucking much. Yeah. And there was this, uh, first of all, this place is like, don't think of Cheesecake Factory. Just think of like a sophisticated, amazing French restaurant, mm. but the menu's so deep. You could be, I've been going there for fucking 25 something years, and I still haven't had everything there. And your brother put me up on this penne, uh, Toscana, yeah. uh, the shit, like the spicy. I don't eat red meat no more, but like, that shit was lit. Lit, yeah. La Petite is the shit. La Petite 4 is my yeah. shit, bro. So that's five. And then let me give you one more. Uh, probably, um, what would be the other one? Oh, um, at the at the Grove, the Brazilian spot, Pampas Grill. Oh, come on, dog. That's Inside Farmer's Market. Yeah. Man, listen, if it wasn't for the goddamn line, there was a line at the 3 o'clock. The line is retarded every day, but, all bruh, day. My but God. that's so good, right? Cheese bread and the fucking Ooh, cheese this. bread is killer. And the motherfucking plantains are always yeah. perfectly soft. Yep. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you a question, man. How mm-hmm. often do you go back to the hood? Like, do you? I don't go to Pico often because ain't nobody around there really. Yeah. Um, I go. I mean, I'm on weed. I go to weed jamming. So, right. and then do you I, ever go to Sky Tacos? Not anymore. I used to. I haven't been. Is it even there anymore? I don't know. But I think it's gone now. I think when it's they, gone. Shout out to my boy Woody White, Shy Town House. Woody put me on, and the funny thing is, I'm like, bro, this is my, they had these salmon tacos before anyone even thought about putting salmon in tacos. Mm-hmm. They were fucking lit. Yeah, that was the spot. One spot that I always frequented, no matter what, even after everything, me and your brother would go, I would always pull up to CJ's just to get my breakfast still, man, because mm-hmm. CJ's was so legendary CJ's, for me. Yeah. I mean, it really was, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just like, and I run into some cats from the field, you know, we catching, I run an infamous D, still got his fucking barbershop there. I cannot believe he's still cutting fucking hair there. Um, let's talk real quick, man. Let's talk about Donda, man. Let's and break it down like members. The illest everything. crew, illest crew ever. Donda, um, man, just think being in those design sets. I used to, I look back down, I'd be thinking like, damn, man, it'll be me, Yay, Don, Virgil. Virgil. That's the original crew, right? Ivan, right? That used to be us in Paris. First off, let me give mad love to my boy Yay. Because Ye took me to Paris, right? That was the first time I've ever been to Paris in 2010 when he took me out there with him. Anna Wintour helped us get into Paris Fashion Week. You know what I mean? Like, that was the most amazing thing, having our own runway show during Paris Fashion Week and having the biggest models on the planet. I remember I used to dress Irina Shake. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my Lord Jesus. Yeah, I love you, bro. <laughs> He's legendary. In so was that many Giuseppe ways. Um, Zanotti? Was that was that was that women heel? Was that through Donda? Yeah, Donda, Giuseppe. Right? Yeah, that was through Donda. That was fucking. That fresh. was the con- that, That's when it was Kanye West. Everybody at the time thought it was called Donda because his, he named it after his mother, Donda West. Yeah, yeah. Of but course. it was dedicated to her. But the brand was Kanye West. Right. But it was a Donda Design Crew. I remember that. It was a Design Crew, right? And then um, I would just think about a lot of times we'd be at Ye's house here in L.A. up Fairfax and we'd be going over like staging for the tours. Listen, bro, fuck that. Let me talk about Watch the Throne, my nigga. Yeah, dog. Watch the Throne tour was the illest. And people don't even know, like all the jewelry Ye was wearing, I designed that. Yeah, shit was dope. 
I was designing all the jewelry. Yay one day was like, yo, T, I want you to design the jewelry for the tour. I'm like, I don't design jewelry. But yeah, I got to design he all the jewelry. He just hit me like five months ago for these for these pieces I didn't have. I was, I was in the middle of fucking finishing Cuddy's piece mm-hmm. and then doing something else. And I know I'll just, there's been like four or five, I did some grills for him way back, but he's like, hit me up for like a bunch of random small things. And mm-hmm. um, by the way, going back, uh, guys, if you remember um, anyone who followed me in MySpace days or anything else, I made those plastic Jesus pieces uh, with pastel. And, uh, oh yeah, I remember that. It's a yeah. crazy ass thing. <laughs> yeah. He was wearing them. They became famous, bro. And yep. We uh, didn't get the chance to put them out, and I don't want to talk about the other idea he had because it was still the most amazing idea. And I'm still thinking about doing this thing with him. Mm-hmm. It just never popped out. But if you guys ever really got to see the pastel brand, man, just he made polo like inspiration shit, but doper. Like this varsity jacket. Fuck, man. Like, it was so yeah. much... Like, you know, you see this shit at Barney's in the last six or seven years, and it couldn't fuck with the rack of clothes he had. Like, his... Mm-hmm. Just the samples. In fact, his office was right on Fairfax between Santa Monica mm-hmm. and, and Melrose. The little white spot. Yeah, all white spot. There was mm-hmm. actually a really pretty pretty Korean girl that worked there. Yeah, and, um, sure was. <laughs> and uh, um, I'm still cool with Matt George, which is crazy. And, uh, but yeah, I remember the crib also up Fairfax all the way to fuck up. Oh, in the hills. yeah. That used to be our, that used to be like the the home base yeah. for all the tours. When we and the funny the thing state. is, like, um, he had the security guard, Ben. Mm-hmm. And I remember Ben hit me, hey, man, uh, yeah, you looking for some more bear bricks? I'm like, nah, fuck all that. This was when it was impossible to get bear bricks. I'm like, nah, dog, he ain't getting no bear bricks, <laughs> motherfucker. He ain't getting no shit from me. But yeah, because they're yeah. all right here in his fucking man cave. I'm looking at him right now, y'all. <laughs> this shit is crazy. That's why it's called a million dollar man cave. Yo, man, yeah. it's. There's something I actually do, I forgot to say. Uh-huh. Every time I have a guest, especially a special guest, mm-hmm. I ask them, is there anything you want to ask me? Ooh, good. <laughs> good. What would I want to ask Ben Baller? <laughs> There's so much I know about this brother, y'all, but let me see. What would I want to ask Ben? Okay. Is there any artist that ever asked you to make some fake shit for him to make it look like it was more expensive than what it was? I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. It's a lot of huh? It's it's quite a few, but one one of them, (laughs) one of them is our boy. Oh, and I ain't gonna get into it. You already know. Oh, we gotta talk about this off air then. Yeah, we gonna. But Uh, but you know what? Scratch that because I can't put Ben out there because we too connected. Yeah, let me scratch that one, y'all. That was a good one though. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. You know what, Ben? You owe me some money, bro. I'm going to say this right now. and You need to keep this on here. Ben owed me some money. Here we go. Ben Baller owes me. He overcharged me, y'all, for that fucking watch Man, that he brought up. You owe stop me, all that. You overcharged stop me, bro. Stop all that, bro. Do, nah, I'm, do, fucking with, I'm fucking with y'all. Yeah, you know? I'm going to start would never talking. Do that. <laughs> so, yo, man. Um, by the way, man, uh, Tracy's dad is uh, someone dear to my heart. Um, he uh, Every time Game had a, had a party... Here, barbecue, even that random shit. We had a park. Uh, his pops just knew how to barbecue. Like he was, mm-hmm. like I knew the barbecue, and, and it sucks because I don't need fucking you know meat anymore. But um, it would fuck me up because I knew I was at the you know like in good hands when you know pops <laughs> yeah, had the shit. Yeah. And the funny thing is, your pops always every few years your pops put with a, with with a new broad. It was so funny. He was at a new girl, and it was like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, still my killing pops it. The old so please player. send my love to him. Yeah, I and, definitely uh, will. Send my love to your bro, yep. and uh, I know he's killing a low rider game right now. Um, yeah. Yo, listen, y'all, 
we gonna get into a motherfucking break and so uh yo dust brothers miles can i get that lakey beat yeah Yeah, man, that's my boy T Mills, man. Came from, you know, a lot of diversity. And uh, he's done very well for himself, man. I like to say happy Thanksgiving again. Very thankful for my team. Um, you already know, man. Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, uh, my man Lakey Inspired. Um, of course, Illegal Cartel. Um, shout out to my boy Michael Rapport. Without this, without my boy Michael Rapport, I don't think I would have did this podcast. I'll say it a hundred times. Um, I'm going to start doing some different segments coming up. We're going to do Car of the Week. We're going to do fucking all kinds of shit. We're going to do some awards. Um, I thought about it for a long time, and I said, fuck it. We're just going to do it. I'm going to do the top 50 chains in the game, past, present, and we're going to do an entire episode about that motherfucker. We're going to get into it. I haven't thought about jewelers that you may think I got beef with. Anything. I ain't got no beef with nobody. I'm like, just because I say fuck you and whatever. I don't give a fuck about you. Um, I could not give a fuck about somebody and still have them on the podcast because you guys might care and whatever. But this is my show, so I do what the fuck I want. I really appreciate you guys tuning in on your Thanksgiving day. Um, be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Listen, man. There's Uber. There's Lyft. There's all that shit. Don't, don't fuck around. Do some stupid shit. Uh, again, be thankful for what you got. I appreciate my man Tracy Mills coming on the show. Uh, there's just so much that I want to get into on this podcast, and we are going to get into it soon. Again, if you have a question and you want it answered, make sure you leave a five-star review um, and leave a question in the comments on the Apple podcast section you must have obviously must have a an iCloud or Apple account to do that and do that and now I'll break it down on the um on the weekend wrap it's gonna be a special weekend wrap man I don't usually have guests but I'm gonna have a guest on this one I won't say who it is but someone kind of says some stupid ass shit and it just end up making sense for this weekend wrap up so I'm gonna have a, my first weekend wrap up guest and that's because someone uh says some stupid ass shit um we gonna get out of here again enjoy your holiday god bless always remember this is not your practice life. Lakey Lake, hit me one time.